You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Mike and Doppel here. We are at, live at the Commonwealth Stadium tailgate, getting ready for the UK-Miami game. We're going to do a little, little bit of a hybrid show today, taking the Weekend Sports Buzz the Kentucky Heartbeat Show afterwards, bringing two families together Absolutely. for one big three-hour show, previewing the Cats and the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks. Red Hawks. The fighting Wally Zerbiaks. <laughs> Here we go. Way to get the show started off. It's clipped. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. All right. Today. It's gonna be, we are, uh, but yeah, the parking lot's, you know. It's filling up. It's it's filling in. We've it's been here for a while. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. There are people here right now. Than uh, there were at the Bandy game last year. I well, love, I love the passion already. Yeah, so we're here. We're you know hoping, expecting a, a big, uh, big game, a lot better than last week. It, you had to be disappointed after watching the WKU game. I don't think any Kentucky fan expected, I, at least for me, I, I expected to see a little bit more uh, energy, a little more fire. Yeah, I thought it was really kind of more of the same. Poor tackling. We looked confused on defense. I, I just, I was a little disappointed. I think what was the most disappointing for me was Western was able to control the line of scrimmage so easy. And exactly my point, too. Our defensive line got just whooped off the, the snap. Um, Doherty, Dowdy, however you say his name, Brandon, Mr. Uh, first game of his uh, career, uh, was able to light up our uh, defense. And we need the defensive line to put pressure on the quarterback because we have such a young secondary and such a young linebacking core. So it's going to be crucial today to get back on track and uh, really push Miami around. So. And Stoops, uh, Stoops comes out and says uh, you know, that it wasn't as much the defensive line as the linebackers not doing what he said. Yeah, I, I still felt like the defensive line was not getting a whole lot of push. Uh, made some changes. We're moving some guys around, taking some guys off the DN, put them at linebacker. See if it makes a big difference today. Yeah. Just so you know, again, I'm Mike Indolfo. Tyler Smith is the Kentucky Heartbeat guy. Let's introduce yes, the rest of your Kentucky Heartbeat team. Absolutely. People who might be listening for the first so, time. So Tyler Smith, um, leader, founder, whatever you want to say of the site. And then we've got Jay Mart on the mic. I'm John Martin, wisecrack, stacker, really obnoxious, Harry the Ernest Hemingway of the group. Harry Potter references. Yeah, the Ernest Hemingway of the group. And then we've got Ashley Scobie Bryant. Yeah, I guess that's my nickname. Thanks for being wisecrack. Over here, Jay Mark. So yeah. I'm Ashley Scobie Bryant. And then we've got uh, Hunter Bricky and Aaron Jackson. All right. They're, they're kind of just standing over here for right now. They're going to join us at a later segment. They're in the midst so. of a uh, highly competitive uh, two-on-two flag football game out in the parking lot right now, so they're unavailable. they got a couple seven-year-olds. The seven-year-olds are and the seven-year-old girls are beating their tails. They are kicking at their tails right now. They're in the secondary, per usual. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. we're excited to excited to join the show this they morning. They just had their own little version of Stevie Got Loose right there. <laughs> it's perfect. But, yeah, we're happy to be here. Thanks, Mike. Uh, thank you for having us. And, uh, yeah, let's get after We got it. three hours of college football talk here. But I, would, I, I have to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart first to start the show. My Cincinnati Reds right now. They're rolling. They're kicking butt. They're rolling. And I got to go see them play Monday night real awesome, or Monday afternoon. Uh, this week they got a big win over the Dodgers. 
I posted something on Facebook. They've won four out of their last five games with the Cardinals. Outscored them something like 39-12 to 12 over that stretch. Wow. Matt Latos is pitching lights out. Homer Bailey's pitching lights out. They're getting Cueto back. They got Singrani back. He pitched awesome. They're getting Sean Marshall back. They are, like, getting healthy. And Leak is just the horse. Like, he's I mean, just oh, been the steadiest Leak guy throughout the entire, the entire year. Man, Matt Latos pitches today against the Dodgers. One o'clock start. Joe Morgan Day at the ballpark. They're unveiling a brand-new Joe Morgan statue. They've got the eight members of the Big Red Machine, including Peter Edward Rose, <laughs> going to be at the stadium today. It's it's a fantastic day to be a Reds fan. Little- Y'all, the Reds are rolling, so I'm um, excited for – Everybody in this area that because a couple weeks ago people were down, they were the Reds were fading a little bit, the Cardinals were rolling, and the Pirates were rolling. But that's baseball; it's a long season, and uh, the Reds are getting hot at the right time. The NL Central uh, is now three teams within two games of each other. St. Louis beats Pittsburgh yesterday, twelve to eight. They are now, uh, I believe, just a half a game. Half- game back yep. out of first the reds are two games out of first so i have a game and a half past the cardinals reds cardinals are done the pirates cardinals are done after this series the reds pirates still have six games left Ooh. three in pittsburgh and they finish up with a three game homestand in cincinnati be reds pirates that's that series could define who's going to be the division champion right there well i said halfway through the season that the pirates would would hold on and they would need uh, an MVP-like season from Andrew McCutcheon. And he's giving it to them. I'm sticking with the Pirates. But I like the Reds to overtake the Cardinals. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do the unpopular opinion. And uh, that city that city deserves it. Pittsburgh? So, absolutely. Well, I don't think, if they win, I don't think they go far in the playoffs. So, I'm, I, you know, right now they are in the driver's seat. They look like they're going to – the Cardinals always play great, though, in September. Oh, of course they do. And uh, you, t- you brought up Andrew McCutcheon. And I think he did the most impressive thing I've ever seen an athlete do last year. He was I was at the Reds-Pirates game when they shaved Marty Brenneman's hair last year <laughs> because they won 10 straight games yeah. or something. And uh, Araldus Chapman comes in the game, hits McCutcheon in the back with a 102-mile-per-hour fastball. The guy doesn't flinch. Mm-hmm. He doesn't rub it. I love McCutcheon. He just goes the first. I mean, I, you, it had to have, like, the seams of the baseball. <laughs> and printed, and printed. He got hit in the back, so it probably came out the other side of his chest. You know, for at least uh, for at least a week, it's pretty pretty intense. So, but you gotta like the Reds' chances. I mean, what? Just a week or so ago, they were six, close to six games back. I don't know if they ever got that far, but they were definitely like four and a half, four and, and a half, five uh, games back. Yeah, and Chapman picks up his thirty fifth save yesterday. The bullpen uh, continues to be fantastic. Manny Parra is just pitching lights out for the Reds. And uh, again, I I just think the Reds are getting healthy. Yeah, the big addition they had this week, they extended expanded to 40 men rosters is the addition of Billy Hamilton. Mr. Hamilton. Boy will bat Billy Hamilton. You all seen him play live? I have not seen him play live. The guy is super, super fast. He's a steals machine. Well, he wins the game for the Reds against the Cardinals on uh, when they won one nothing on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. And uh, gets two stolen bases off Molina. Mm-hmm. Molina is the best defensive catcher in yeah. baseball. He's the best at throwing runners out. Billy Hamilton... Uh, there's some weird, quirky rules. It looks like Billy Hamilton could be on the playoff roster. They didn't think originally that he would be able to. That guy could change a playoff series. Sure. I mean, he's such a weapon to have. Some guy who can get on first, steal second, you get him in. I mean, he uh, he disrupts defenses. It's the kind of guy that you want to have. He's the, uh, let's see, 
He's the Cameron Mills. No, that's not a good reservation. No, Cameron no. Mills. You know, I don't know. What? We'll but it's always crucial when you're making a playoff run to get a player like that. I always make comparisons to the teams that I root for. And in 2008, when the Rays made their only World Series appearance, David Price was that man. He, the Rays did not want to bring him up, but he was pitching so well in the minor leagues. They brought him up, didn't make him a starter. They made him the closer. And he finished every single game that in that postseason for him. And it really brought an electricity and an energy to that team. And I that and Hunt, uh, Hamilton's definitely somebody that could do that for the Reds. Oh, without a doubt. And, and actually, in the, I have to give kudos to the Pirates, who before the rosters were set, they went out and picked up Justin Morneau. Yeah, that's a big pickup. And uh, that's, uh, that's an incredible to get that kind of a veteran presence in the clubhouse. You know, a guy's on the, the end of his career. Mm-hmm. But if you need a, a timely hit, a good bat, that's that's an incredible pickup. Former pick up MVP. For them. Yeah, I mean that's unbelievable to pick up a guy like Justin Morneau uh, for your playoff stretch. And Pittsburgh's going all in. I mean they're going for it, and uh, as they should. As, yeah, definitely. And I, you know what I really love about baseball right now? The teams that have tried to buy their way to a championship are losing to the teams that have built their teams from the farm yeah. system up. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. You, it, that's what it's all about. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati have had great farm systems. They've developed great talent. And here you go, they're right up there. And, and St. Louis is kind of a mix, I guess, but they've developed some really good talent as well. And the Dodgers is really the only team out there. And, and I guess the Red Sox that have kind of bought well, their teams. Actually, the Red Sox, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bricky over here, Red Sox uh, fanatic, he would tell you that this is one of their lowest payroll years and they're, and they're playing well. And he would be correct. Yeah, because I mean, last year they went all in for all their players and were terrible. So and they they sold they they sold actually traded them to the Dodgers and now the Dodgers are doing well with them because Gonzalez is tearing it up over there right now. So we got uh, just to give a quick rundown of the, of the uh, standings. We are almost done with our first first segment. By the way, UK fantasy to hang tight. Ten twenty. Ten twenty. We're, we're gonna have a big UK recruit. Boom Williams calling into the show. The Kentucky Heartbeat guys. Hooking that up, it's going to be fantastic. Excited about having Mr. Williams on. But just a real quick rundown of the uh, of the divisional standings. Boston's pretty much got the AL East under control. Uh, they got a seven and a half game lead over Tampa Bay. Who's seven been, and a half is that se- what it is? Seven and a half game lead. Is it seven and a half? That's what, what we're looking at right here. So did they win last night? Oh man, the Yankees were up. Detroit Gosh. has a comfortable six and a half game lead over Cleveland. The only race that's close is the West. Oakland and Texas going back and forth. Oakland's yeah. up a half game right now. Oakland, who is the quintessential nice team word. about building a farm system yeah. and building a, you know, they, they continue to win. Bean it's ball. fantastic. And then a uh, wild card stand, St. Louis and Cincinnati are in the, are, you know, whoever, the three teams from the NL Central are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, oh yeah. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Atlanta is leading that division uh, big time in the East. The Dodgers are up big in the West. And then uh, in, the, in, the, in the American League, the second place team in the American League is going to get the wild. And the American League West will get one of the wild card spots. And, and Tampa Bay has got two game lead over Baltimore. Yeah. That's the race to watch. Yeah. That Tampa Bay Baltimore race for that last wild card spot, I think it's going to be coming down to the end of coming to the wire. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So we got a lot to talk about. NFL starts this weekend. I mean, there's so much going on. Yep. We got UK and U of L kicking off at noon. Indiana plays sometime. I don't know. You know, but Indiana looked awesome last week in their opener. And now uh, they play Navy today. And then we, tonight, the nightcap, my Notre Dame Fighting Irish take on the Walmart Wolverines, and I just can't wait for it. It's going to be fantastic because I really, really do not like Michigan. That's, 
That's for Blade Tanley. Last right game there. of the series. I hope he's it listening. Uh, last game for a while, yes. Yep. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. This is the Weekend Sports Plus and the KentuckyHeartbeat.com show. Enjoy this great three hours of broadcasting. We'll be right back. This is the Weekend Sports Buzz. Call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. All right, we are back. Commonwealth Stadium Red Light getting ready for the Kentucky Wildcats versus the Miami Red Hawks. I got people actually texting in right now to my wife telling me that we got to quit talking baseball and talk about college football. I completely agree with this assessment. Man, it I tell football you, time in the bluegrass. Put a bow, put a bow on the baseball talk. That's that's terrible. I don't know. Jason Stuber <laughs> driving up. Uh, he'll be joining us here shortly at the tail at the RE Solutions tailgate. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I do want to talk a little bit of football while we're here in the in the, the midst of the ever growing fan population of Commonwealth Stadium's parking lot. The smell of Grilled meat is in the air. Aroma, aroma alley. The bourbon is pouring, I'm sure, somewhere. Getting ready. It's never too early for bourbon, right? So, 9.30, have a little bourbon. So, here we go. We're going to talk a little bit, though. We're going to preview the game that we just kind of talked about. We're going to talk a little Notre Dame-Michigan. I'm joined now by two of the other Kentucky Harvey guys. we got John and Ashley. Ashley Scobie Bryant. <laughs> or Scobie McGuire. I don't know what we're going to call her. Number three, currently number three trending uh, nationwide. Yes, right. hashtag, hashtag Scoby Bryant. I got it. Okay. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, there's uh, – what's Kentucky Heartbeat's Twitter? KY underscore Heartbeat. That's uh, – yeah, it's Kentucky Heartbeat. And I'm at Derby BB Classic. Because uh, besides being on the radio show, I do recruit for the Derby Classic. I think most people know. You're a classic commentator. I am. So, you know, I'm pretty much only good for basketball recruiting and basketball stuff. My football knowledge is very limited. But I do love the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, big game tonight for Notre Dame. Huge game. Michigan's under the lights in Ann Arbor. Under the lights. It's uh, always a great atmosphere. I, I was, you know, I've been to one Notre Dame Michigan game in my uh, lifetime. I got to see Darius Walker as a freshman lead the Irish to a come-from-behind victory to, to knock off Michigan. I think Notre Dame was down 17 and a half, and uh, he, he had an unbelievable second half, and Notre Dame ended up winning by like a touchdown. Michigan is a four-point favorite tonight. Both teams are coming off uh, of victories in the last week. What are your thoughts on the uh, on the Irish and the uh, uh, and the Wolverines? You know what? I've got uh, I've got Michigan in this game, and I think Michigan by ten. Honestly. Michigan by ten. I, I don't think I think they're going to have some fits with uh, Old Gardner, dual threat QB. Um, no Notre Dame's defense returning a lot of defensive starters. Should be strong. They're relying on them. But I like Michigan at home in front of, you know, 100,000 plus, you know, sure doesn't hurt the cause. No, 110,000 people in the big house is pretty intimidating. But Notre Dame's been there before. And Notre Dame's defense is really, really good. I, I You know, Notre Dame played well against last week against Temple. Tommy Reese did a good job managing the game. I think uh, George Atkinson looks like a great running back. And they've got some, uh, they got some good receivers. T.J. Jones looks good. 
I was a little disappointed that they didn't have any kind of killer instinct. Notre Dame came out in their first two series, marched right down the field, scored really quick, and then they kind of went on cruise control. And right now, you always want to see the team just kind of put their, their foot to the ground and go for it. We actually have a caller, so we're going to get to the caller real quick. Our, I'm sure we're going to talk a little North Carolina football, South Carolina football, because Carolina Steve is on the line. Are we talking NASCAR? Carolina! Okay, here's the thing. You go to Thailand for the Gipper, 1965, Notre Dame plays for the tie that cost Bob Brown a national championship. That's why I've never pulled for Notre Dame since. Well, I'm Catholic, so I have to pull for Notre Dame. It's actually like it's a rule. We, when we get baptized, it's part of our baptismal rites that are said right there. Peace be with you. Thank you. They put like a little ointment on your head and say you must cheer for the Irish. So. <laughs> There we okay, go. Well, Carolina, let's, let's get on some other things. Baseball, you talk about the big red machine. It seems to me in the series, I believe it was 70 or 71, Hall of Famer Johnny Dick got faked out by Raleigh Fingers and Gene Terrence, his catcher, thinking they were going to pick out on him and throw a strike right down the middle. He sat there froze. The A's were the team of the 70s because of their pitching. Carolina's always good for a history report. I love it, Carolina. Hey, your your South Carolina Gamecocks have got a huge game tonight, probably the game of the night, against the Georgia Bulldogs. What's yeah, your prediction? So that's going to be a good game. Last week, the best football game on television was the Clemson-Georgia game, and I enjoyed that one, but I didn't watch it because there was another team that was playing that I found out that I wanted to watch more, and that was my East Carolina Pirates were playing ODU that night. Watch that. Watch them Thursday night. They're 2-0, and I got a dilemma next week maybe y'all can help me with. I am both okay. a Virginia Tech because of Coach Beamer and an East Carolina fan, and they play each other next week. So I don't know who to pull for. <laughs> Always pull for the underdog. Go for the underdog. Yep, Go for those uh, East Carolina Pirates. I the reason I like Coach Beaver, he is the only coach in the NCAA that has ever driven in a race at Bristol, Tennessee. Wow, there you go. And we have the air raid sirens playing in the background when we get those tidbits Carolina, of knowledge. Carolina, they're honesty. playing the air raid sirens for you. I don't Everyone's know if you can all hear them over there. The air raid sirens are fired. the air raid, but uh, it's going to be good. And tonight, one of my favorite nights of the year. Uh, you got about 10 people going for a chase position for up in Richmond. They couldn't have a better track. It's going to be great to watch those and everything. And if my man, the truth, calls in, tell him to watch out because Navy's offense gives everybody trouble, and they could give them Hoosiers a lot of trouble uh, in the game this weekend. It's going to be good. As a matter of fact, you got both. Military academies playing in the state of Indiana today. Army is playing at Muskie, playing Ball State. So you got the Naval Academy and the uh, Military Academy playing in the state, which is uh, kind of a rarity. If we could just found Air Force somebody to play up here, we could have been a military state that day and everything. But uh, it's going to be some good football. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, good sports weekend. Uh, baseball coming up. I enjoy the playoffs. I'm an American League man, and I tell you what, those, those Boston Red Sox, even though I'm not a Red Sox fan, 
really, really look tough this year. I mean, they beat the Yankees two games in a row where they uh Yankees had the lead going into the eighth inning. So uh it's gonna be good and uh Lil uh who are they playing? Uh Hall no not Clarksville High School this week. That's about Boyle's playing, the way they're Boyle's actually playing high school. I think they're playing eminence. Loyal versus Eminence this week. Up, right? The Eminence Warriors, formerly coached by Steve Fromeyer. <laughs> or maybe it's the Matt Jones, KC Bearcats. Not that Matt Jones, another Matt Jones who coaches the KC Bearcats. <laughs> it's taking on the Louisville, uh, Louisville at noon today. And so we'll have to see what happens. I'm sure Louisville, EKU. There's a, there's a, I guarantee you in this parking lot right now, there's more EKU fans than there are Louisville fans. No doubt about it. It's going to be. Louisville's going to have a good time. And I want to wish some luck to Coach Stoops. And the uh, Kentucky Wildcats, I just like Coach Stoops for some reason. Uh, I went down and saw that. Uh, I was part of that 50,000 people that went down to for the spring game. Give him a chance. Let him get his recruits in there. And I will, I will predict that uh, in three years that they'll be playing uh, for uh, – not for a championship, will be competitive in the East and everything. And uh, – Today, last go, probably one of the top games in football that nobody has mentioned, and I think this is the first time in 10 or 12 years in the state of Florida, you have the University of Miami playing the University of Florida in football, and that ought to be a slobber knocker, as old J.R. used to say. Who you got so, in that uh, matchup? That's a, that is a big one down there. Is it in the Everglades, or is it, uh, is it at Miami? Is it at Miami? Who you got in that game, Steve? We gotta. We actually get Carolina. We're gonna have to move on. All right, I think we lost him, and we have another caller in the line. Though he got called out by Carolina, Steve, so he's calling in. My number one Indiana Hoosier fan, the Truth, is on the line. Truth, what is going to happen? You know, it's gonna be a long night for Navy. You know, we lost by one point last week, the year to Navy. We're gonna put sixty points on the ball. And let me let the fans know, I don't care nothing about the SEC. We don't care nothing about the Miami. I'm I'm a Midwest baby. The greatest rivalry in college football is Michigan and Notre Dame. I agree with that. I actually think Michigan and Notre Dame is the greatest rivalry in college football. I do think it's better than Alabama and Auburn. It's too bad it's going away, for at least for the short time. I but you know, you got I gotta tell you one thing about the Big Ten truth. The Big Ten's not a football conference. It's a basketball conference. It hadn't been a football conference in a long time. And so until they get a little more relevant, the SEC is number one in college football. Well, see, you could say that because I'm I, my heart is in the Midwest. I don't cheer for somewhere I ain't never been to because the Midwest is way the worst to be at. The greatest athlete, the greatest basketball players come out of the Midwest football. Hey, well, it's like apple pie Chevrolet living in the Midwest. There you and go, it, Truth. There you go. So we got we got uh, Navy winning big today. Is that what you're thinking? I mean, Indiana no, winning big over Navy. Oh, why not? We're going to shout them out. They, they'd be lucky to get a first down because my defense is going to show up today. Hey, let me tell you something now. Kentucky Wildcats going to get down again this week. They're the sorriest team in college football. They should not allow them to play on national TV. And I'll tell you something else I'm sick and tired of hearing about. Last year, Kentucky Wildcats fans went – talking about nothing now. They talk about winning the national championship basketball. They better stop smoking that Billy Gillespie weed up there. 
Hey, oh, Truth. Wow. Truth, uh, this is Tyler Smith. Let me just start off with saying uh, it is an absolute honor to talk to you. You are a local legend in the state of Kentucky. But we're, we're, we're winning the title this year, sir. I, I definitely. 30, 30, let me tell y'all a high school y'all need to come to see play football. It's called Henderson County. I I have never seen a, a young team. I went to watch them play. I'm not a, much on Kentucky football, but I went watch these boys from Henderson County play football. They got a young team, but I ain't never seen a, a young kids fundamental tackle the right way. And uh, a guy got hurt last night for Christian County. I'm glad he didn't break his neck. I don't know. He got hurt serious, and they carried him off on the stretcher. I want you all to keep them, keep that family in prayer because we don't want to see nobody get hurt in football or any, any other sports. All right, Truth, I really appreciate the call. And we'll Thanks, keep that Truth. young man in our prayers. There's nothing scarier than seeing a young man go down like that. I have to be carried. Go IU. Go IU. There he's, he got the go IU chant trying to pour over the Kentucky tailgate. I don't yeah, think it's going very that's far. That's not happening. All right, so, all right, so, truth again, thanks for calling in. There's nothing scarier than seeing a young man go down. Over the summer at one of the AAU events, there was a guy, there was a kid who uh, literally went down. They had to put the defibrillator on him on the court. No, I mean, but luckily the kid was fine. It is so scary and just so surreal because that's not, you know, a kid's in great shape. He's an 18-year-old kid. That's not supposed to happen. It's just uh, it's unfortunate we don't want to have, you know, of course, Kentucky had the football recruit die earlier this year from the neck injury and, uh, just really sad, and we don't want that kind of stuff to go on. So, all right, enough about the, the down, down uh, mentions there. We need to get this show picked up a little bit, continue to talk a little bit of football. So we finish up Notre Dame-Michigan. Any thoughts? Any uh, predictions? Ashley Scobie Bryant? <laughs> Ashley Scobie Bryant doesn't really care about Michigan-Notre Dame. But <laughs> no? I, I would say I that Michigan probably has got this game. Charles, the fighting Charles Woodson's by 10. Fighting Charles Woodson. Well, then let's talk about a game that might, and maybe this can spill over to the next <laughs> segment, too. Do we want Bobby Petrino to knock off Tennessee today? Yes. I would say so, too. I, I would say that every Kentucky fan in the vicinity would want Bobby Petrino to beat Tennessee. I think it definitely. 26 years of losing to the same team, it provides a little bit of hate. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the Tennessee rivalry for a, a big chunk of the state is more important than the Louisville rivalry. And uh, we'll never cheer for Tennessee. Nobody no. here will ever cheer for Tennessee. And it's hard to cheer for Petrino, but it does. It kind of validates the loss a little bit last week. It makes that loss a little easier to swallow. If uh, if they can go in and knock off Tennessee today, which I think they've got a legitimate chance. I think they do too. And I think now would be the appropriate time to quote the, the famous Alabama fan. Tennessee, they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. So. Oh, there you go. That was that was in a history book somewhere. I think it I really that, so, is. Yes. Uh, Tennessee is a 12-point favorite. Uh, the over/under on that game is a 58.5. So they think that Tennessee's defense is going to be able to slow down Bobby Petrino a little bit. I tell you what, that guy Bobby Petrino had his game plan perfectly last week. Uh, you know, as far as the plays that the underneath passing and all that stuff that they were able to get, and really didn't have that much pressure at all. If it wasn't for a couple of Western Kentucky turnovers early in the game, we couldn't stop them. No. And we probably didn't have those 10 points. No. And it, uh, it's just, you know, but we saw a little bit more fire in the second half, I thought, with the Kentucky team. I think so, too. And Mark Stoops said, you know, after that game in the press conference, I wish they had been more excited, you know, when, when they were in the tunnel getting ready to go out there. I wish they had been more excited. So I, hopefully they'll see some of that, you know, today. First home game of the season. They come out to Commonwealth Stadium. Hopefully that excitement's going to be there. If not, I think there's a there's a problem there. <laughs> 
I got to put that kind of on our senior, on our veteran players too. Williams, right. Avery's got Avery's to get out there. Capri's got to get that up. out there. I mean, they yeah. got to. Those guys have to kind of lead the charge on getting our guys ready to play. You all agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, these freshmen, they don't. I mean, you know, they're coming from high school games. Obviously, they're not the ones that are going to go out there and pump everyone up. Avery Williamson is is a fiery character. He's, you know, that's his job, and yeah. he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll be fine. All right, so we're done with our second segment of the show. We will have uh, another segment, what, one more segment this hour, obviously, and then we'll come back. Uh, and then 1020 is when we're going to have Boom Williams on. The uh, And hopefully we'll have a good tailgate crowd around here now so we can give Boom a big uh, Kentucky send-off or uh, welcome or whatever. So we will be right back on the Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. That is from the E-Post Box house mix, I guess. I don't know. But we are still here at the Red Lot Conville Stadium. More and more people coming in. If you're on your way to the stadium listening in, hopefully you're driving safe. I know my parents are on the way up. My buddies are on the way up, and it's going to be a good time. The stadium should be rocking, as we expect a Cats W today, get the first W of the season. I'm joined again by the KentuckyHeartbeat.com guys. Jay Mart's here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we got a high of 86 today. It's already beautiful. It's a beautiful day out here. Beautiful it's awesome. day in the bluegrass. Speaking of beautiful, we got the gorgeous Ashley Scobie Bryant. Girl. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> my wife would actually kick my tail okay, for that too. Okay. So, and then I just got uh, joining us right now is Carlo Kellum. Carlo, hey, what's glad up, to man? be here. I finally made it. Yeah, guy, you know, it's not the easiest place to get around. It's okay. So I'm gonna sit back. We're enjoying the first ginger ale of the afternoon, and we're gonna <laughs> talk a little sports. Carlo, tell them what you're in town for tonight. Uh, tonight we have the Bluegrass Brawl going on. MMA action out at Heritage, Heritage Hall out at Rupp Arena. So I'll be one of the judges for that fight. Uh, it's going to be 11 card fight. I don't like to see the card going into it since I'm judging, officiating the fight. So I like to go in fresh, but it's guaranteed going to be an exciting night. Uh, Tommy Cornette, the, the promoter of that promotion, is going to put on a great show. He always does. Is he also the wrestling promoter? Uh, <laughs> nah, no, that's a totally different guy, man. That's, okay. uh, that's uh, James Cornette, the guy oh, from the tennis, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, tennis yeah, racket. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Two, two different areas. <laughs> two different Yeah, that's Cornette, James Cornette was my guy. But uh, Tommy Ray Cornette, he's actually uh, has a tattoo shop here in uh, Lexington. And he uh, started promoting Bluegrass Raw. This is their eighth event. So, and how many Ohio State football players has he given a tattoo to? Uh, I can't disclose that. No, all right, all right. Uh, he's, I don't know. Johnny Manziel he might get away with. It. I heard he's wearing gold pants tonight. That's just you know, who knows? But yeah, Johnny Manziel, all those guys come through. But yeah, Bluegrass Brawl tonight. So you come to the football game, hang out, go to maybe Joe Bologna's, grab some pizza or something like that. What time does the event start? At seven. Uh, it starts at six thirty. Uh, it's going to be a couple of grappling events uh, in the beginning to nice. kick off the show. Some high school students, uh, some wrestlers, uh, maybe some kids doing judo. Yeah, that's what my get kids in, do. Then they'll get into the real action. My kid, my 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 seven year old, my six year old's a uh, yellow belt in judo. Well, we have to get him on the next card. I'll man. tell you, he's yeah. he's a fighting machine. He was the five year old judo state champion. Oh wow! Did you even know they had such a thing? No, I did not. Yeah, but so at the last Bluegrass Brawl fight, they did have six year olds and seven year olds competing. Can so. we bet on the six year olds? Uh, I have to talk about that off. Right? Oh, okay. Are you there trying to incriminate? I'm a judge, man. <laughs> there you go. We can't can't talk no about gambling. That. Yeah, but that. My six-year-old, uh, you know, has been in judo for a while. He loves it. I'm sure, actually, we were talking off-air one time. I think he would love going to one of those MMA events. I don't know if mom would allow that to happen because it might be a little too bloody. 
But uh, he would definitely love going to check out the fights. Well, but, the next uh, time, I'm going to let you know. We'll, we'll get it set up in advance where he can have a, a great seat and see all the action. Awesome. So the Bluegrass Brawl tonight, head out there, 630, over by Rupp Arena, Heritage Hall. Yeah, Heritage Hall. Hall, yep, 630. Uh, tickets are still available, so uh, if you haven't got your ticket yet, it's not too late. That sounds like a lot of fun, a lot of fun. also want to plug in a little event going on in Louisville. If you can't make it to Lexington tonight for the Bluegrass Brawl, head out to St. Leonard Catholic Church for the, uh, for the church picnic, the last church picnic of the summer. They're uh, having a great time. They're doing a fried chicken dinner tonight, going until 11 o'clock. Go buy a raffle ticket, maybe win some money. It should be a lot of fun. So uh, great things going around town. College football today. NFL kicked off Thursday night. Who checked out the Broncos and the Ravens? Anybody get a chance to see Oh, yeah, I had Eric Decker playing on my fantasy league team. Oh, so all right. I did tune in and was quite uh, disgusted out of seven touchdown passes. He couldn't catch one. I'll tell you what. That guy, he's 39 years old. And we're talking about Peyton Manning. One of the greatest Saturday Night Live hosts of all time, him and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Go back in the porta potty. You know, I love the whole uh, United Way commercial he does there. He's fantastic. On he's a, just a lot of character. Thirty nine years old goes out and throws seven touchdown passes in the NFL season opener. Well, was he really that good? Or is Baltimore's defense really that bad? With losing key uh, defensive players. You know, and, Aaron uh, Reed's gone. Ed Ray Lewis Reed, is gone. Ray Lewis. I mean, th those were the two cornerstones of their defense. So how, how bad is the defense versus how good is – I think Baltimore's defense is really bad. Which is, you know – Very bad. Pretty much ever since Baltimore has been in existence, they've had a great defense. I mean, even they won their Super Bowl with a great defense and an average quarterback. So now you have this division with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, the Browns, and the Bengals. Which is getting tough. The Bengals are an above-average team, and the other three teams this year look like they might be terrible. Yeah, it's a good year for the Bengals to actually do something this year. Yeah, I mean, because their year. I know we say that the last five years, but this is a year for them to this actually really be should in the, be their the year. division. Yeah. yeah, the Steelers are not – you know, the Steelers are probably the second-best team in that division, but they're not what they used to be. Yeah, we don't know what they're running. Their running game is suspect this year. You know, they lost Brendan Hall. But you know who I really like with Baltimore, even though they did get seven touchdowns scored against them? <laughs> Dumaville and Suggs combination. I think yeah. once they mesh right around – Second quarter of the season, 56 game. And for all these cat fans on the Broncos defense, you had Wesley Woodyard and Danny Trevathan going out there making plays, looking really good. Wesley Woodyard is Wesley Woodyard has turned into just an unbelievable NFL player. I mean, just a steady Eddie kind of guy. The captain of the he's the captain of the defense. Is he not? He's the guy calling in the plays. I mean, he's the he's not going to do anything flashy, but you always know what you're going to get from the guy. And uh, a couple local guys in the showcase in that game, they're all playing really well. Mm -hmm. Which brings me up to my next one. I'm a little torn. I'm a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. That's my team. I actually got to go to the Super Bowl and watch them beat the Chargers in 1995. And they're playing the Green Bay Packers. I, I obviously want to see Randall Cobb do well. Mikey. Yeah, and I think Did you know I'm a Packers fan? You're a Packers fan? I'm a huge Packers fan. I always fan. knew you were, we're a Packers. We're rolling in, and uh, yeah, we're going to – we're going to get the upset win. If you want to call it an upset win, because we're still the baddest team in the NFC. It's not wouldn't be an upset <laughs> win. It's going to be the best. I don't know. Uh, the Green Bay lost a lot. They don't. They no, no longer have Jenkins. We don't know what their running game is going to look like. It's, they don't have Driver anymore. I mean, who who are the offensive weapons other than Aaron Driver's right off into the sunset, uh, into retirement. He's a legend in Green Bay. We lost Greg Jennings. But, uh, Jennings Randall Cobb steps up. Randall Cobb, we still got Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and uh, – we still got the baddest man at QB. Aaron Rodgers is a is an unbelievable. I know. I will. Colin Kaepernick is a freak at quarterback. And of course, we, he still got he's got to prove himself a little bit more. But Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, it's going to be all day long. I mean, those guys are going to hook up. They're on this. They you could 
right off the bat, when Randall Cobb started playing for the Packers, you could see they had a connection. I mean, when when Rodgers was in trouble, Cobb was his out. Rodgers loves him. Oh, I yeah. Mean, well, he catches he, everything. Yeah. He catches everything. But defenses will catch on to that if that's his only, his only option. That will be I guess what, is Aaron Rodgers going to be able to lead the team? You know, Jennings and Driver called him out during the offseason. So how is he going to pick up that leadership Driver role? Didn't really, Driver qualified. As, it was more Jennings that called him out. And he's the man's won a Super Bowl recently. <laughs> his leadership should not be questioned. I, I thought that was absurd. But <clears throat> the man's a proven winner. He puts up absurd numbers every single year. And <clears throat> he's the number one QB in the league, flat out, right now. I don't know about that. The best quarterback Who's in the, the league. Who's the best quarterback that you'd want? I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would be talking right, about. It's Brady, definitely not. Eli Manning, the Giants, of course. You are, I, don't know, Eli I think like I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. my team. We, we have, he has Giants? He has yeah, Giants. I'm Giants fan. All right. Justin Chuck. Two touchdowns. Tebow has more playoff wins than Matt Ryan, doesn't he? No, they're tied. They both have one apiece. <laughs> That's a good stat. You want Vince Young? Vince Young's terrible. No, yeah. He got cut. Yeah. yeah. He's no longer Come a on. Packer. You just said you wanted Jerry Lorenzen. That's what you said, right? Yeah, all right. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. The best quarterback in the game right now is really – Brady's not the Brady he was two, three years ago, I don't think. And what's what's Brady doing out of the pocket, too? I mean, You terrible. flush him. He, well, he's he's not going anywhere if you flush him out. No. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's – Drew Brees. I, Colin Kaepernick, it's this time, man. He can rise up and be the star of this league. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Kaepernick he, on the rise. He has to play a full season. Colin I mean, Kaepernick looks like Colin Kaepernick looks like, looks like the Rock and John and uh and Randy Orton had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Rock and Randy Orton. That's what happened. Rock and Randy because he's longer than Randy Orton. That's what happened. Rock and Randy Orton artificially inseminated <laughs> the same egg and created Colin Kaepernick. How long ago did you conceive this? Uh, it was about two sips ago. <laughs> so is that Canada Dry or Schweppes? Uh, Canada Dry. I, so Schweppes the, is too the, sweet. The, drizz, the Drizzy Drake. Uh, uh, Canada uh, Dry is definitely the Schweppes is just way too sweet. So yeah, we are here at the UK tailgate. Uh, you know, it's definitely filling up now. I mean, we got a lot of people around here. There's not a lot of buzz, a lot of energy. There's a lot of meat being grilled for sure, and it smells just phenomenal. And uh, I you want know, somebody to bring us a plate here pretty soon. Yeah, we need some. Well, Unfortunately, since I'm on kind of like a health kick right now, all we have is fruit and salad. But, you know, uh, who knows? I'd, maybe we can sneak a hamburger for somebody. I had a big uh, disagreement with my father coming up to the tailgate because he wanted to do like chicken and biscuits and all that stuff. It's like, ah, we got to stay the course. Stay the course. These pants didn't actually did not fit me two weeks ago. So there you go. They barely fit me now, but, you know. Like you a girl go. getting ready for the wedding. You made it, you made it into the shorts. Trying to get it. down. Yeah, trying to get under. When I get under 250, I'll start, you know, because I'm, I'm a pretty big dude, 6'4", 275, something like Have that. Have you been consulting with Eric Corm? High oh, performance dude? system? No, 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 no. Tara Johnson's my uh, my personal trainer that I'm trying to work Shout out. Shout out. She gives, me the, uh, she gives me the workout, and I'm supposed to do them. And so that's the part that I got to work on, actually doing the workout. I had the workout, now I just got to do them. So, yeah, Tara Johnson, she's a great personal trainer and loyal if you ever need somebody with lots of one-on-one work. So, all right, so Bluegrass Brawl tonight, NFL tomorrow. Lewards flag football tomorrow, if anybody's interested. That's going on. My, my son plays in his first ever football game. I actually used the judo uh, analogy with him when, yeah. you know, he's first grader. He's not going to, he's not catching passes. He's not running the ball. And I was like, listen, blocking is just like judo. Use the same kind of techniques as you would. So you kind of like Mr. Miyagi teaching you right. how to. Right. Yeah, you know, okay. the holistic approach. I was like, especially like if you, 
if you're on defense and you're trying to get around the block, it's just like judo, trying to get around, you know, grab a shirt, go around, whatever he's got to do. There's a lot of judo. Judo's a great thing for kids to get into. Yeah. I mean, balance, discipline, uh, you know, body control. We've seen our kid blossom since he's been doing judo. So uh, it's a great thing to get into. And and for people who don't know what judo is, it's like martial arts where you don't kick and punch. It's chokes. It's it's tosses. It's a lot of grappling. So it's like a mixture of wrestling and and karate. Uh, so it's it's really it's a really good event. So has he been tossing you around a little bit? Or? He tries. I'll tell you what. He gets me on the ground. He pins me. And it's hard to get up. He only weighs like 32 pounds. And oh, that, wow. But he, he'll pin me. And it's like he, he knows how to shift his body weight and really hold you down. So and then uh, and then my other my little girl is just like a competitive machine. She just <laughs> she sees him do well in something. So she can't take it. So she'll try to do it. And uh, so she's we have to keep me posted on the next fight. Come yeah, back. definitely. Yeah, come check it out. Definitely. 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 All right, so we're here. We are. We were talking a little bit earlier. Western Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah, it's going to be the game today. I, I really feel. I really feel if I was a betting man, and the spread's twelve, I would take Western and lay the and tw- the twelve points for sure. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? I, I, I'm with you. I'm taking a heartbeat. Yeah, I, you know, me being a Western alumni. Uh, one thing that Willie Taggart left behind, you know, he has that pipeline to Florida. All these guys have speed. In Western Kentucky. Petrino loves speed, and I think they have a great chance of uh, beating Tennessee tonight. Western's got some yeah. athletes. There's they, no question yeah. about it. I mean, they don't really have Sunbelt talent or whatever. I don't know if you need to keep up with the conferences anymore. But, sure. Get yeah, I think, I think they win this game. Tennessee's pretty down this year, too. Well, then you, uh, they have a backup quarterback, Demarcus Smith, who was an Elite 11 guy, right? I mean, I don't know whatever happened to him, why he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And he got caught up. He got caught up in the whole Central Florida. You know, mess. Even I think Brandon Bender got involved there a little bit on the football side, even though he's a basketball guy. It just uh, the whole uh, Demarcus Smith, Kevin Ware thing all kind of went down at the same time. And uh, well, he yeah. didn't want to go to U of L because of Teddy Bridgewater, also. Well, that's they true. Yeah. That's true. And then uh, I, I think they got the better end of that deal. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll ended up with the right guy. So, and then, which always brings me to that point, and it's we're getting close to the end of the hour. But I just wish Louisville had guys that was hard to cheer for. It's hard when you got a freaking guy like teddy bridgewater how do you cheer against a guy like that you know i mean it is impossible to cheer against but not like him right you can't not like him i'm just hoping yeah i don't like i think he's soft man he doesn't have that edge oh come on now (laughs) i just have a killer instinct man like at least man's yeah you know he's good he gets out there he taunts a little bit did you see him last year against Rutgers? i see what Last year against Rutgers, he, oh, could, yeah. he was like injured all, and he went out there. And I'll be sure. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's tough unreal. Kid. Yeah, he's definitely probably the best quarterback out there. So we just got to hope that uh, what's his name, the running back from Auburn, like maybe he gets busted on a possession charge or something like that, so we can really get somebody. Yeah, get Michael Dyer. Michael Dyer. Somebody needs to go out there and play something on him, something, so we have uh, reason to cheer against Louisville. Stand by those core values. What is it? No, no killing. No uh, <laughs> treat ladies with respect. That kind of thing. Yes, oh, right. Yeah, the Louisville Five core values. And, you know, and I think that probably maybe unfairly set up Kentucky fans for what their expectations would have been with Mark Stoops in his first game. Is the way Charlie Strong was able to make that transition from defense coordinator to head coach. Now, people got to remember, he struggled too. They they played, uh, was it it was, was it Moorhead? They lost to FIU. They played Moorhead or somebody like that. Murray. Maybe it was Murray. Really close. And uh, it's... It's the process. This is a process of, of building a program. We're going to be talking to Boom Williams at 1020. It's going to, if we can keep that recruiting class together and get these guys here, there's help. It's on the way. And it's really still an exciting time to be a Kentucky fan. So we are uh, finishing up our first hour.
we got uh, another hour of my show, and then the Kentucky Heartbeat guys will have their final hour from 11 to noon. Thanks for tuning in. We will be right back on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Let us know what you think. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. All right, guys, we are back here at the Red Light of Commonwealth Stadium. It is filling up really fast. Everybody's getting excited. We are two hours away from kickoff. Kentucky Wildcats, Miami, Ohio Red Hawks. I am joined. Uh, this I'm Mike Gandolfo with uh, the KentuckySports.co. I am joined with the Kentucky Heartbeat guys, Tyler Smith, Ashley Scoby, Jay Mart, and others. How's everybody doing? Great. It's football time. Finally. It is football time in the bluegrass. And Carlo Kellum is here as well before his uh, big debut as a fight judge tonight. And he's ready to go. I'm ready, man. I've been, it's been a long training. Been working hard. We're I'm doing ready a little out there and do my job. We're doing a little bit of a preview show. This is kind of a, a, a run through because we will be right back here next week. Who's coming? Who do they play next week? I can't remember. Whoever they are, they're irrelevant. It's like a directional school. I can't remember. <laughs> so some directional school comes to town. I have a feeling that this parking lot will be a, have a little bit more energy in it when the Louisville Cardinals and their you know ninth or eighth ranking comes to town hopefully we have a total replay of what happened when brian brown came in with all their national title hopes and stevie yeah, gets loose that's right I'll, I'll tell you a great story about that game my daughter not to talk about my kids the entire show because that would be really bad uh, well she was like two and a half and uh we had we had to go to a wedding that night and we went she had a babysitter we came back and picked her up she's laying on the floor sucking her thumb and she sees stevie get loose for the touchdown and she puts one finger in the air she it's awesome. That is a UK fan in training. She right is a, by far. She is a big time UK fan trained. The, the, awesome. Our section of season ticket holders always ask. They always ask where she is because she gets the whole section kind of up and going and <laughs> cheering all the time. And her biggest highlight last year was she got Demarcus Cousins to wave at her because she just kept on yelling "boogie boogie" all over. You know, every <laughs> and five Marcus seconds. Cousins is he's good with the kids. Speaking of Demarcus Cousins, we got a lot of those Kentucky Wildcat guys coming back. Everyone's around town. Right this now. weekend, you're all's man Perry playing Monday. You want to talk about that event a little bit? Yeah, um, Perry's getting back on the court with his uh, with his team. Looks like they're going to get a little uh, competition. 2010 versus 2012. Looks like unfortunately John and uh, Demarcus won't be able to play, which kind of brings a damper to the to the game. But we're definitely excited to see Perry back out on the court. He played some pickup with us the other other day, just rejecting our shots left and right. So he still got it. Yeah, he's a big time shot blocker. He was his big time shot blocking debut was against the Miami Ohio Redhawks, was it not? If I remember correctly, yeah, I know he's, he's, he's had a plethora of them. Yeah, he that was one of his first games, and actually, I might have even been at that game. I don't know, but he came out, and he, and that might have been like when he set like the freshman record for blocks or something like that, just to get shattered by Anthony Davis and Nerlens Noel, but. Yeah. You know, he's the third best shot blocker probably in school history behind those two guys. That's not bad. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually number six. Six? Yeah. yeah wow. he's, he's he's not too happy with Anthony for kicking him out of the top five. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, but he loves Anthony. He loves his game. But yeah, we're definitely excited to get to see him play against some uh, fifty-two-year-old men. 
<laughs> on Monday night. That's going to be fun. That that would be pretty fun to see. Will the MTs be close by? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're, they're going right. to have to have that heart defibrillator close. So you're telling me that Perry Stevenson, who definitely is one of the best shot blockers in Kentucky history, Anthony Davis got more block shots in one year yep. than somebody like Perry Stevenson did Anthony's his whole number career. One, isn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's that number is, one. Yeah, Davis. That's pretty crazy. I knew he was for a season. It's insane what he did in a year. Unbelievable. You know, and we were actually talking last night with a couple of buddies about uh, Cal's best players ever. And comparing Anthony Davis to Marcus Canby, which you know happens, I think, a lot. Canby was one of those guys, not a great shot blocker. I mean, he was a presence. But this guy, to me, back in 96, really kind of changed college basketball just the way he played. He was the first real big guy that was able to really kind of play a little bit away from the basket. Yeah. You know, face up and take people to the hole. So, what we got? We got we got the tow trucks coming in. Uh-oh. Oh, they're, they're going to – They are serious. They are towing us. No, they're not going to tow us. I got a red lock pass. We're good. Hopefully he's not going to take this parking spot next to us. I don't know what he's doing. He's got the – he's backing it up, though. He's, yeah, he's coming, coming in. coming right at us. All right. This is a reminder to UK freshmen. Apparently you're supposed to move your car. They <laughs> yes, are not make sure – they're coming to get your car if you park in the uh, Commonwealth Stadium a lot. And also, also a reminder. Where did J-Mart come from? Also, just coming off, blitzing off that strong side. <laughs> Michael Orr is not in uh, the vicinity to protect the blind spot. But also a reminder to not get a false start penalty and not collect like six of them today oh and back God. the offense up. There you go. Michael Orr actually got hurt in that Ravens game. I don't know. Tough. Sandra Bullock somewhere is crying her eyes out when Michael Orr goes down because I think he's out for a while. The blind side goes down. Uh, you know, it didn't really matter. I don't think the Ravens were going to do much this year. Yeah, what? I don't even think the Ravens had a shot in that game. I mean, they were supposed to be playing at home. They had to get booted out by the MLB. How did that happen? They got <laughs> Orioles had out. a game. Who cares about the Baltimore Orioles? Man, they're in the hunt. This man right here. Yeah, they, they are in the hunt. They, should, they, should they got the number one home run hitter yeah, in baseball. They won. coming off a Super Bowl. Yeah. But playing, what was it, close to 100 degrees there on the field, in that altitude, zero shot. Lightning to delay. Lightning delay, zero shot to win that game. That was Tebow. Tebow did. <laughs> Tebow did it. Oh, I'm so glad that guy. Well, Flacco with that contract, he should have performed a lot better, but uh, he doesn't have any uh, wide receiver yeah, threats around. He doesn't have any weapons. Yeah, his half. Yeah, didn't uh, Jones get hurt in the, the first half? Yeah, so, well, yeah, he, who's he throwing the ball to that now? Well, it makes what Peyton Manning did even T.O. more impressive. Because Peyton Manning, because of his neck injury, can't throw it past 20 yards anymore. And that guy though can pick somebody apart. He will dissect you inside 20 yards like no one else. Yeah. You know, the whole every defense knows he's not going down the field. He can't throw that ball anymore. So you can compact, you can pack it in, and he it doesn't matter. Speaking of pack, um, y'all were talking about the best quarterback in the league, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Over Eli I, Manning, I, two Super Bowls. I that's I, almost a, he's one away from a dynasty. I'm a Falcons fan. Eli's not even the best quarterback in his family. I yeah, that's so true. I'm I'm a Falcons fan, and what Aaron Rodgers did to us a couple years ago in the playoffs. He's got the running ability too. He, he, he is can scramble. Well, there's your there's your question really. If you take a guy like Matt Ryan and you put him on another team, I love Matty Ice. He doesn't get the respect. No, I, he might be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. No, I'm not going that far. Until he but, has more playoff wins than Tebow, yeah, he cannot got, be put hey, in a, a team wins playoff games. Let's let's say that. 
got one. He beat the Steelers. <laughs> Along with Tony Romo. They I'm not allowed to talk game. about Tebow beating the Steelers in the playoffs. My wife gets a little violent. So it's, it gets pretty – it was a bad night that night when Tebow hit someone. I can't remember who he hit, but he got that long flight. I think it was Thomas, Thomas, was it? Was that who it was? Yeah. It was Thomas. That, who Was it Paul Malu that – no, who was the safety? Ike Taylor. Cornerback just bit on – No, it was the UofL guy that got beat, I thought. The guy. Gay. Gay, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know okay. if we could say that on there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it was. Uh, I'm a big Tebow fan. You're a big Tebow fan. I love this yeah, book. Me too. Yeah. Is he flipping it's burgers right now? What's he doing? He's the man. I was so inspired after reading his book. I heard he just got hired at South East Christian Church. Hey. Is that true? <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, um, that, I was at my little brother's uh, middle school football game this week. B team, way to go, Jesse Clark, Fighting Eagles. Eagles. That's where me and J-Mart went. But this man is playing against the Lexington School. And guess who is their head coach? Who? Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, the Marshall Marshall Thundering Herd quarterback. 100% Chad Pennington. He couldn't even – his shoulders don't even work well enough to pick up his clipboard, but he's calling plays for middle school football. He was dressed to the 10s. Yeah? Not the 9s. He had like a three-piece suit on the sideline of a football game? He looked – Sharp. Really? Yeah, I had his, had his, had his have a little, board. A little square, football. like a pocket square thing? And he was wearing a his, suit on the football field? No, he wasn't. Oh, okay. Suit, but he <laughs> oh, looked nice. A little faux hawk going on? All the, all the other coaches are wearing like... Do you have a man shorts. crush on Chad Pennington? I'm starting to question what's going on here right now. I uh, was just in shock that Chad Pennington was coaching a middle school football team in Lexington, Kentucky. Who knows? I mean, you know, it's better than Huntington, West Virginia. Well, he lives in Versailles. Oh, does he? Yeah. But what what are his stats to Kentucky? He lives in Versailles. I mean, what is his, his stats outside of that? They don't have ties. The reason why they live here is – It's always from, tied back to a woman. That's actually <laughs> kind of the reason. He's from uh, up in West Virginia. She's from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's dead in the middle, so they settle here. There you That's go. That's what he said. So. Chad Pennington, one of the just tragic careers. And, you know, thought he was going to have a good NFL career. Just injury after injury after injury. Yeah. It's okay. not like, you know – where someone like Brian Brom just sucked, but you know that's that's the kind of thing that happened here. If Chad Pennington actually had injuries, Brian Brom just sucked. I was actually a huge Chad fan. I really was impressed with him at the. Uh, Jets. That's back when Marshall yeah, he was, was killing. Pretty, yeah, he was pretty good. He was hey, pretty good with, uh, when he was healthy. Pennington left which back to back. I mean, took Miami uh, back to the playoffs that one year. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, comeback player of the year. So and so. Have a big arm. Going back to Tebow and Brown Brom, I guess are they both playing in the CFL together? What's going on there? <laughs> I hope I hope Tebow gets gets back to the league. I know Ashley's not a fan of Tebow at all. I, I don't know goes. where that came from. I thought you didn't like him. I mean, as a football player, I really like him. I, okay. I mean, he gets a little, you know, it's more of the the like scene around him that annoys me. You know, a I, I, Tebow alert on Sports Center every six minutes or so, every six seconds. How can you not like I'll tell you what, though. The only reason that's there is because people are interested. No, right. People so, continue to watch it. Story. People like Tyler Smith over here continue to, to fight for it. The, uh, the, 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 this man right here in the blue UK shorts, I got his twin shorts on right now. He's not even listening to me. He's got a great sun hat on, though. You've got to take a picture. I think that's a uh, – is that like a bag of tangerines? I don't know. I got the fraternal twin. There you go. He's got a bag. Of, I think we, we basically had the same outfit on. Looks like little tomatoes. But. Yeah, I am dressed like a six-year-old man. I just want to let everybody know that right now. <laughs> six-year-old man. Uh, but, yeah, the 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 talk Tebow gave after that Mississippi loss, 
Is that who it was? And then for him to deliver on what he said, I mean, that, that was, you know, whether or not you love Tebow or, or don't love Tebow or whatever, that was one of the greatest moments in college sports. Beating the Sam Bradford and Oklahoma Sooners down in Miami. So. Well, you know, there's the uh, another Stoops brother that could be in a little bit of trouble, I guess, if he doesn't start getting things going in Oklahoma the way he had them going in the mid-2000s. You know? But of course, according to him, was he the one that said the SEC was stop talking about the SEC or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And then after he said that, it went yeah, just down to a run back. Not talk about that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I you know the NFL season kicking off tomorrow. It's going to be a great day. We got a lot of we got we do have the 49ers Packers, but there's a lot of really bad games tomorrow too in the NFL. And got another good one with Saints Falcons. The Saints Falcons will be a good. You know we got the. Got Breeze and Matt Ryan going at it. Will be a good game, but you got you're going to go with the Falcons by ten. Harry Douglas getting touchdowns for the. uh, I love Harry Douglas. He's the perfect slot receiver. He really is. Now come on now, Randall Cobb is the perfect slot receiver. Randall Cobb is not going to have not going to be a slot. He's going to have to step up. Well, he's going to be a one or two now. I mean, so he's going to have to get out to the outside, which is going to be tough because I mean he is a slot receiver. Yes, I mean he played a little running back last year. Yeah, they just. Put him at quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, run the, yeah, the wildcat. But we have the Dolphins Browns this weekend. That's, that's probably the game, game. that's gonna be air, they're gonna air in, in, in Louisville. Yeah. yeah. That's that's that gonna be the game of the day. Yeah. The Chiefs Jaguars. Ooh, that's yes. a burner. Yes. I don't know, Alex Smith. I'm not interested to see what he does. Your former quarterback. What? No. <laughs> John L. Smith's nephew, by the way. If you don't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. John L. Smith's nephew. Well, yeah, that's that's a, a, a little yeah, John L. Smith and I used to be uh, cigar smoking buddies. So do, do the Niners have a deal with the Chiefs where they send all their old quarterbacks to the Chiefs? Yeah. Montana. Uh, what's his name? Elvis now. Alex. Yeah, there you go. The Jets who are going to be just god awful. And the Buccaneers, awful game. You're right, there are Jets a lot of bad games. And then I don't. I still think there's one more. Arizona, St. Louis. Arizona is at least decent. You know, I mean, they're not. They're not. Are they going to be good? If they weren't in the NFC West, they would. I would put them as a fringe playoff team. I would love Tavon Austin. What about Carson Palmer and the Fitzgerald combination? That, that, that should be interesting, interesting to watch. Like, Fitzgerald will actually have a quarterback now. That so that, that'll be an interesting uh, team. The NFC West is by far the deepest division in the league. The, I, the NFC West is going to be Seattle and San Francisco. It's going to be an, just an unbelievable. Uh, down the stretch run with those two teams. It's a great division. Just think a couple of years ago, what, 7-9 and nine got you in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> and they, they won the game. They yeah, they the won. Same. Yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing, uh, I got a buddy of mine. Best friends I've ever seen with Marshawn Lynch. I got a buddy of mine who I know is listening right now. He's a Lions fan. He I, bet me a bottle of bourbon that the Lions will score more touchdowns than 49ers. For the season? season? No, the season. Oh, season. I mean, that's, I that's possible. I mean, no Johnson, way. Calvin Johnson. I love Calvin Johnson. He is my favorite. Man. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. I mean, that's about he could get sixteen or seventeen himself. But they got to have something else. Let's talk about Reggie Bush. I think Reggie Bush is going to have a big year. Yeah. Or he's going to have to. I compliment that. I think he breaks thousand yards this year. I think he does too. You know, there, there's a guy that I saw him play live in college, and I'm like, this guy is a can't miss, going to go in the league and just be a star right away. You know, he's had a struggle a little bit. He's had a, a good career. 
Well, last season he, he proved he can be an every down back with the uh, Dolphins. I think he did rush for a thousand yards last year, and he was an every down back. So he proved that he's durable enough to last an entire season as a number one back. And then you know his shiftiness and how good he is in the field. That guy is an incredible talent, incredible athlete. Shout out to Larry Warford for getting a starting right guard position. Oh yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, so nice. He's gonna be. Blocking. He's been tearing it up yeah. so far. I love Larry. There you go. Kentucky, Kentucky ties all through the NFL. Yeah. Thanks to Big Papa Brooks. Right. Paul Brooks. Paul, Paul Brooks getting it done. And that man right there, he wore a fire book shirt, and then he tore it up and burned it. You didn't wear one? No? I'm sure you did. You were going to print them. You said the, the schedule on the back with the Brooks farewell tour. Ditch, Mitch, and Rich. Stay the course. That was your dad. I'm not going to. That was your dad. All right. We are going to take our first thing. We're going to come back on the other side of the hour. Boom Williams will be calling in. I'm going to actually give up my headset so these Kentucky Harvey guys can interview Boom Williams. It's going to be a great interview. Make sure you stay tuned, and we'll get some Kentucky love here for Boom Williams. We'll be right back on the Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. I am Tyler Smith. Jumping in real quick from Mike Gandolfo. We are a part of the Kentucky Heartbeat crew. Big Blue Nation, we are so hyped right now because we have the number one all-purpose back in the nation. Stanley, boom goes the dynamite. Williams is on the line with us. Stanley, how's it going? Going good. How's everything? Oh, man, we are excited. It's game day. Got Miami of Ohio rolling in, about to get their wings clipped, as J Mart said. We're about to about to show them what Big Blue Nation's all about. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Stanley, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Let's start off. Uh, had a little bit of a downer last night. Uh, you let Big Blue Nation know that you had a little bit of a little bit of an injury. Uh, what happened? How long do you think you're going to be out for? Um. You know, just an ankle injury. Uh, got rolled up during the game. Uh, wasn't able to uh, go back in and contribute, uh, but I tried to come back in, you know, help the team in the way possible. Uh, but not being able to go back in, I was with them every step of the way on the sideline, cheering them on, you know, uh, wishing them the best. You know, we didn't uh, come out with the win, but um, we'll be back this week ready to go on the roll and um, let me uh, start therapy and, uh, and getting ready, and uh, and I don't think that I'll miss any action. I'll be back uh, next Friday, ready to go. Uh, so um, it's just a mountain of of uh, one to play and just one to help the team in any way that I can. So uh, I don't think, like I said, I don't think I'll miss any time, and I'll be back as soon as possible. Good, I like it. Um, Stanley, you tweeted something earlier this week that I think you got Big Blue Nation just fired up for. Kentucky comes off a loss against Western, didn't play too well, um, but the future's bright, and that's what you told him. You said, I'm with Big Blue Nation every step of the way, lose or win, Bluegrass State on the rise. Just let the fans know who are around here why you're staying committed to Kentucky through thick or thin. Um, pretty much I knew that it was going to be a grind-out season for us this year, and, um, you know, it's um, – 
new head coach, uh, basically a whole new coaching staff, and everybody's trying to fill out the way they coaches, you know, get getting a old new offense and new defense and those type of things. So um, for anybody that expected us to uh, come out and just um, – you know, win every game, win the SEC title, be national champ this year. Uh, I would say that um, pretty crazy. So, uh, like I said, it's a work in progress. And, uh, we wanted to win last week, but we weren't able to. But uh, like I said, even with the loss last week, we still played great. Um, but once everybody gets on the same page, we're going to start rolling. And uh, know that they came out this week and practiced hard. So, uh, I can't wait to uh, see them play today against Miami, Ohio. And uh, like I said, uh, the future is very bright. So uh, we're going to get that ship started rolling this year, and then it's going to roll in next year. 2014 clouds coming in, and, uh, and then uh, Kentucky football really starts to jump off the air. I like it. Uh, Stanley, what is your um, what is your old goals? You're, you're talking about the future. This class, I, I've interviewed a lot of you all. And y'all are talking big-time things for this program. What do you envision with this program before you leave uh, Kentucky? Um, you know, this year, if, uh, if we end up don't, don't making a bowl eligible, then uh, next year is when, we, uh, is when we really come out, uh, you know, uh, start giving people good games, you know, uh, start competing in the SEC. Uh, and then hopefully make a bowl game next year. That's the goal with the 2014 class coming in. And uh, and then the next year after that, which will be 2015, is when is when Kentucky football will really be back uh, on its way to the top, you know, uh, competing in the ACC, uh, back in the race for SEC titles uh, and those type of things and, and, and making all the big games and, and headlining college football. So uh, all we want to do is, uh, is make Kentucky the top uh, the talk of college football, and I think that we'll be able to do that uh, with everybody uh, willing to come in and work uh, and bring the program back to the top. Absolutely. We got uh, number one all-purpose back in the nation, Stanley Williams, on the line right now. Mike? Boom. Uh, just want to know, I'm sure you watched the game last weekend. How soon after the game did you get a call from someone on the coach staff? Um, but, you know, watching the game last week, you know, it's pretty hurtful. You, you know, you don't want to see your team lose. So, uh, like I said, it's just, uh, you know, uh, a lot of new things that's going on and basically uh, a lot of people trying to get a feel uh, for everything that's going on with the new offense and those type of things. Uh, but like I said, uh, the, the offense is built for big plays and we want to begin to make big plays and, uh, defense is going to come together and, you know, uh, start start making stops and, and getting the ball back uh, to the offense to score points. So uh, I think that everything is going to come together. And, uh, I feel like a really smart. Um, I feel like I'm going to at least Robinson was a beautiful pass. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, I think we got Stanley back on the line. Stanley, you there? Yes, sir. Okay, sorry. Um, J-Mart, what, you had a couple questions for us. Hey, Stanley, this is John Martin. First of all, uh, thanks for rising, shining, and grinding with us this morning. We appreciate it. Um, my question, I'm going to be the fun uncle because I want to talk to you about hip-hop and Twitter. <laughs> uh, first off, I just want to say that 
I just think it's really neat how you interact with Sleeping Nation on Twitter, um, showing a lot of love. So I guess my question is, you know, how much do you enjoy just talking with BBN on Twitter and just, you know, just kind of touch on that of uh, how you like to communicate with Big Wing Nation? Uh, yes, I do. I think it's fun that I uh, even have the pleasure to to mingle with the fans and talk to them and let them know, uh, keep their heads up uh, through the tough times and through the good times. So um, I really like having fun with that. And, you know, uh, a lot of players really don't uh, do that, but uh, I, I take pleasure and I, I love doing it. And uh, and I love t- talking to the BBN fans and, and all that, um, you know, um, so I, I, I can't wait to get there. So the only thing I can do is tweet them right now and tell them uh, how things are going to change. But um, once next year gets here, uh, they, they'll be able to see me in person. You know, we'll be able to get to have fun. Yeah, we certainly appreciate that. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but your boy TV Williams uh, called in a couple months ago. And we said, TV. Have you gotten the nickname Must See TV yet? And he, you know, he said, I've got a T-shirt from way back in the day. We're like, all right, TV, we're going to get this hashtag going, Must See TV. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Stanley Boom Williams, hashtag Boom Shakalaka for every touchdown you score next year. How do you feel about that? Hey, you know, it sounds good. Uh, I, th- I think that'll be a good thing for the BBN, uh, for everybody to take part in. Um, but like I said, you know, you don't want to focus on other things too much. You want to uh, focus on everything, on, on everything else, you know, getting the team together, you know, trying to make uh, everybody else better. But, uh, you know, it sounds good. And, you know, uh, like I said, we have there. fun with Twitter. And, uh, I like you it, know, man. That's a good right thing. And, uh, believe a thumbs-up emoji and an AOK sign emoji <laughs> for the dedication five. I am <laughs> biggest Wayne fan and we need more people like you in strong support what are your thoughts on dedication five um you know I like it I like it um well, like I said and, and, that's great, and that's the great thing about it you know with this class um we're all supportive uh we all know um, that it's going to be uh hard times uh, this year, and, and and that's the thing we're, we're willing to uh, to be with the team and be with the fans and just be with BBN Nation through through all of it. So so that's the beauty of it. And what's been uh, Stanley? We want to get in there and start working. Uh, you know, it'll be fun. What has been your favorite rap album this year? Is it is it uh, J Cole? Are you liking Jay Z's new album? What what has been your uh, been your favorite album so far this year? Um, I've liked the Jay Z album. You know, actually, I was listening, uh, listening to it yesterday before the game. So, um, you know, I take pleasure in uh, just, just listening to music, uh, tuning in, uh, getting ready for the game, and uh, I pretty much listen to uh, to all types of music. But uh, you know, I've just been listening to Jay Z album here these last couple of weeks, getting ready for the game. You gotta admit, Jay Z, Jay Z, and Justin killed it on Holy Grail, didn't they? <laughs> yes, Shut it down. Uh, talk a little bit more about uh, how you 
telling Stanley, how do you think you're going to fit in with this offense? Because it looks like they really favor the the running backs with uh, with this season. And you're and you're a kind of guy that's just going to come in and do anything and everything. Talk about what you feel you're going to do in this offense next year. Um, you know, talking with the coaches, um, obviously I know that um, speed is a very strong part of my game. So um, I just believe in, you know, first believing in the offensive line. You know, I believe in them, uh, that they're going to do what they need to do. And then once they do what they need to do, then I can do the rest. Uh, so um, first it starts there with the old line and then, uh, it's just a amount of them once they get the job done. It's about me uh, making plays and uh, putting the ball in the end zone. So that, the biggest part is, you know, being able to come in, learn the playbook, and make some plays. You know, uh, obviously, obviously with my speed and, and, and all those things, uh, coaches want to get me get me out in space all over the field. So that's the beauty of it. Uh, so uh, next year, uh, y- y'all can look for me everywhere on the field, wide receiver slot. Uh, running back and uh, motion me out. So the coach is planning on using me a lot. And, uh, and you know, also um, coaches want to use me on special team to put to put the offense and in uh, and, and good field position. So, um, like I said, it should be fun, you know, being able to uh, make big plays in, uh, in Commonwealth Stadium. And, you know, and like I said, I'll just put the points on the board and, uh, and hand the name boom throughout the stadium. It's going to be fun. We got uh, number one all back in the nation, Stanley Boom Williams on Boom Shakalaka on the line with us. Uh, he's getting me fired up for next year. He is—he's uh, telling us all about where he's going to play, and he doesn't care where he's going to play as long as he gets on the field. I like it. He's going to make an instant impact. Stanley, you were uh, committed to, to UGA, your uh, your state school, at one point. Uh, why Kentucky? What did you see in the staff? Um, obviously seeing, uh, Coach Stoops at Florida State, uh, you know, I knew that he was a good coach, uh, watching him coach the defense, uh, being able to see him come over, and, um, basically, a uh, a big part is, of, uh, when they start recruiting me, and, you know, just being able to see the players that's there now and the fans, you know, believing in what he was going to do as a head coach, uh, you know, it really made me believe in seeing other commits, uh, go in and talk about uh, all the great new things that's going on at, at Kentucky. You know, um, all of it was true. Uh, so I got up there for myself and seen, th- and seen everything. They welcomed me with open arms, and I just felt like that was the place for me. Uh, and I think I'll fit in well there. Uh, uh, come in and uh, be a coachable guy and, 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 and you know, uh, perform in the classroom, perform on the field. So, uh, I just felt like uh, Kentucky was the spot for me, and uh, uh, like, like I say, I'm uh, I'm going to represent the program well. I'm going to represent the school, the coaches, the team, and and, uh, and the fan base well. So, um, you know, all those things played a factor. And you know, like I said, I just felt comfortable, and uh, it felt good to to commit uh, to the University of Kentucky and be a part of something great uh, going forward. Love it. All right, last question, Stanley. Um, who are you? Who is the 2014 class trying to lock up for uh, remain in the in the uncommitted group? Uh, we all, uh, Matt Elam and the Braxton Berrioses of the world, but who who are you all really aiming for to help round out this uh, top class? Um, 
basically just like you say, you know, we're still trying to get Matt Elam, uh, a great defensive player. They're uh, able to change the game on the defensive side of the ball. Barrios, you know, he's a great guy uh, in the slot position. Uh, he'll be able to make some big plays in, in the offense. Um, obviously, uh, Nick Glass, we want him we, uh, at, at the linebacker position uh, with the speed that he has, uh, be able to make some big plays. Uh, DJ Smith, so uh, it's a lot of guys out there that's not committed anyway. Great players that we want to come and join. Uh, uh, so uh, the things that we have to tell them is uh, the reasons why we committed, uh, what we saw in the school, and uh, and, and and what we're doing, uh, and just stick uh, stick through all the tough times. But uh, like I say, we're trying to get those guys. We're trying to bring uh, a lot of good players to Kentucky. Uh, and once we get all the players, then you know we'll be on the same uh, same page. You know we're willing to work, come out and work every day. Uh, you know, and just tell uh, tell them all the great things about it. So uh, we try to get those guys, and we hope uh, that we do our job good enough for the coaches and you know, and everybody else to get those guys to commit. Love it, Stanley. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking a few moments to answer some questions. Stanley, get healthy, get back on the field, and get the uh, yards per carry up, even though you're tearing it up already. So we look forward to seeing you out on the field next year. And we appreciate you coming on. Yes, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Go Big Blue. Go Big Blue. Thanks, Stanley. Well, we're going to wrap it up this segment. Uh, we'll get Mike back on the mic. And uh, we'll, do, we'll get some more uh, UK-Miami talk on the other side of the break. This is the Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. The watchers of the night hop into a men's war hog. Your goes one forward into battle shutting out. Axios! Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Indolfo, KentuckySports.co. Joined by Kentucky RB guys. Carlo Kellum in the house. Got Jason Stuber sitting down. We're going to do some college football picks here in a second. And, uh, you know, we're getting close. Red Lot's full. This, there's, everybody's here. We're just over, what, like an hour and 20 minutes until game time. And uh, we're getting ready to go. So everybody's excited, you know, hoping to get a win today for the uh, Kentucky Wildcats or the Miami, Ohio Red Hawks. We're going we're gonna to do the segment, segment now where we need to uh, pick some college football games, and I'm going to turn it over, and the Kentucky Heartbeat guys are going to take the last segment home. The, uh, let's, let's start off with an easy game. The Fighting Johnny Footballs <laughs> signing their autographs and taunting the other team. What a what a jerk that guy came off to of be last week. You yeah. all agree with that? Agreed. Agreed. I, would you want him to play in the blue and white? Sure. You would? Talent. You probably want a Petrino to coach you. Talent. Talent. No, I, I could care less about talent. I need a little character, too. I mean, that, that just is not doing winning, it. Winning solves a lot of problems. It does. Winning does solve a lot of problems. That's, his, that's his whole point, though, right? He's like, he does such a punk move. He keeps on saying that as long as he oh, wins, nothing matters. And that's, punk, that's not right. I take that punk. The money. Hey, he needs to call me in three years when he's bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those that are going to show up on broke in a couple years, I have a feeling. All right, well, those Texas State and Aggies have an in-state rivalry today against Sam Houston State. Sam Houston? Or actually, just Sam Houston. Are What's we picking the spread. the spread on that? Is like 
41. Texas A&M is 37. 37. So we're all picking Texas yeah. A&M to win that game. Is that true? Yeah. Now, do they cover the spread yes. 37 points? Yes. All right. We don't usually do I spread covers. No question about that. They're covering the spread. All right. Let's get on to a game that really intrigues me. Tonight at 7 o'clock, Texas goes to BYU. Now we're going to ramp it up a little bit. <laughs> This one's not quite as easy, huh? Well, Texas is ranked 15th in the country. They are a seven and a half point favorite, but the game is at BYU. The Storm and Mormons of BYU. Storm and Mormons. <laughs> you know what? I'll take Storm and Mormons. Huh? Does Texas still have the same head coach? Texas still That's has exactly the same head coach. Texas has continuously disappointed everybody. I got a, a neighbor of mine, Derek Drilly, who is a huge Texas fan. I, I love Texas. He's actually hoping that BYU wins this game so they can get rid of Mac Brown has been the most underwhelming coach over the past five years. It's really disappointing what he's been able to do with the talent that Texas has. He hasn't been able to do anything without without Vince Young. It's ridiculous because I lived in the state of Texas for 12 years, and football is king down there. There are so many football players, and he's consistently getting like the 21st best recruiting class. Well, the University of Texas is a lot of trouble. They're losing their basketball recruits to SMU. SMU is killing, SMU's killing their, uh, their their basketball recruiting down there. And their football is just – it hadn't been there. They want Mac – they they tell me – I think everybody wants to play for how Mummy. I think they tell me that Mac Brown, when he goes when he's out, that they're going to make Nick Saban a very wealthy man. I don't know if that ever happens or not down there in Texas. I don't Texas. know. Texas is such a tired brand. Everything – I mean, they're just kind of average at everything now. Okay, so who are we picking here? Like I, I, I'll take the Storm and Mormons then. Ashley Scobie Bryant takes the Storm of Mormons. Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. Tyler Smith, Jason. BYU. B- I'm going to have to go with Texas also. BYU's 0 1. I don't see Texas dropping the game to BYU. Okay. The SEC game of the night South Carolina Gamecocks, Georgia Bulldogs. What happens in this one? Carolina. Jason yeah. goes they, out they, with Carolina right there. Uh, they've got two extra days to prepare. Yeah, that's actually uh, a really good point. Georgia had some key injuries. And I think the ball coach is going to pull it off. I don't trust Aaron Murray in big games. What did he throw for? He threw for like 112 yards, touchdown and interception. Like that's what he averages. He's like two and 11 against top 25 teams. A top 10 Georgia team could go 0 and 2 to yep. start the season. I'm taking I'm taking Jadavion Clowney to put the fear in Aaron Murray. Tyler Smith, we got two South Carolinas. I think South Carolina. I mean, it looks like I'm going with everyone. But, yeah, Jamie Clowney will destroy Aaron Murray. I have a feeling um, it's going to be a good game. I don't I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But, yeah, I think South Carolina will win this. UGA is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm actually going to pick the Bulldogs to just completely shake up the SEC East. That would be fun. If they win, that's going to be fun. Though. So I'm going to go with the, the, the Mike Dinkins, Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to go with that pick right there. All right. Uh, we're going to go with uh, the, some smart kids that found themselves in the top 20. The Northwestern Wildcats host the Syracuse Orange. They're calling this, what is it, the Pros Bowl or something? These are like two of the best journalism schools in the country, and yeah. they're going up against each other. Um, I, I'll take Syracuse. Or Syracuse Northwestern. Northwestern's pretty much – they've got a pretty good football program yeah. to be Northwestern. I mean – 16.5 point favorite. Again, they play in that the Big Ten, which is a basketball conference, not a football conference. Yeah. As we discussed earlier. Yeah, I got to go Northwestern. Just came back from Chicago this week, Chi-Town. And that place is actually hyped up for Northwestern football. Who no. even knew that Northwestern had a football team? 
Northwestern. They're actually decent this year. So all four of us going, the Wildcats. All four of us going with the Northwestern Wildcats. A very uh, landslide type win, I think, for them. All right, let's talk about those Bob Stoops Oklahoma Sooners. They play a team today in the West Virginia Mountaineers that probably made the worst decision possible by going to the Big 12. They've gone to the Big 12, and they're seeing their athletic program just become more and more irrelevant than ever. They haven't burned a couch in <laughs> in Morgantown in like two years. Well, we all saw what happened to the Big East team when they joined a real conference. So I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma. Uh, West Virginia is a has-been. Oklahoma is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. It is in Oklahoma. i got to go with Oklahoma here as well. Uh, the fighting so you don't, you got to cheer for Stoops, right? That's right. We always cheer for Stoops. All right. Stoops, Troops. Well, Tyler, what do you say? I will take North. Watch out. Oh, we got football being thrown Uh-oh. over here. Jaymar showing his arm. I will take Oklahoma with the spread. West Virginia is awful this year. They barely eked out a win against a 1AA opponent last week. So I'm taking uh, Stoops, Troops, number two. Let's do. And let's go back to the basketball conference, the Big Ten. The Fighting Urban Myers <laughs> are taking on the San Diego State Aztecs. Actually, is this even a, is this even a game? Hey, this is week two. We're getting terrible games in week two. This is not week one. This is going to be a blood. No, test. we got to remember Ohio State didn't look good last week. You all? They're, yeah, true. Are we still questioning whether but, they're going to beat San Diego State? I'm not questioning whether or not it's going to be San Diego State. I'm just a, saying that this is not a point passing. That is a 30-point win. I'm saying Ohio State's a favorite by 28. I'm going to pick Ohio State to win the game, I'll but I don't, they don't cover. I, I say cover the spread. I say cover. Yeah, yeah. Jason? I say Ohio State wins. They don't cover the spread. This is how bad college football is today. The Ohio State-San Diego State game is the 3:30 game on ABC. <laughs> wow. That's wow. terrible. Absolutely bad terrible. college football, though, is better than bad baseball, which we've had for a while. All right. Know. Now, everybody knows where I'm going on this one. We need to wake up the echoes. <laughs> Notre Dame, Michigan. Michigan is a 4.0 favorite. The over-under is 50 points. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish will go 2-0 by beating the Walmart Wolverines. I hate to do this. I'm a, I'm a good Catholic boy. I love Notre Dame uh, <laughs> growing up. And... and you know, I love Lou Holtz and the Rocket and all those guys. Uh, but Brian Kelly doesn't even know there's a rivalry. And Notre Dame should have lost this game last year. It's at, uh, it's at the big house this year. Uh, I'm no, going to Michigan. They lost two years ago. As I, yeah, as I said earlier, I think Michigan will take this one. They're in the big house, you know, 100,000 people under the lights. I, I think they'll take this game. They're in the light, but listen. Brian Kelly why? doesn't even know it's a rivalry. Yeah. That's true. Why, why are we saying that? No, he didn't stop the rivalry. No, he doesn't know it's one. Well, this, this year. Listen, USC's a bigger rival for Notre Dame. I didn't say that. Stanford. That's those, not the debate. We had to go with those smart schools, not the ones that get their diplomas at Walmart. All we right. might as well schedule Duke and Vandy. I'll go I'll go Michigan, but Notre Dame covers the spread. I'm going to say Michigan gets a field goal late. So you're saying it. that this is the best game of the day? I think it's going to be a great game. That's actually not a bad question right now. What is a better game of the day? It's, it's the Georgia-South Georgia, Carolina. South Carolina. Because it's SEC football. How about Miami-Florida? Well, let's pick that one next. What about Miami-Kentucky? Nah, well. <laughs> Miami-Florida. Let's pick this one now. We got going down to Coral Gables, the Florida Gators, going down to play the Fighting Robert Shapiro's. What do we got here? <laughs> Um, that's 
that's that, a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll take Florida. Go with go with the SEC. It's a good yeah, choice. I lean towards Florida. Although Muschamp doesn't impress me so far. Miami really struggled last week against Florida International. So I'm taking – what's Florida struggle against Toledo, but I'm still taking Florida by 7 to 10. 7 to 10. Okay. Well, the Florida Gators are going into this game in Miami. They are a three-point favorite, which seems like a little bit of a, a – you know, you would expect more. I think I would expect Florida to be more of a favorite in that game. Both teams coming want to know. Well, I got to I mean, go with yeah. the SEC school. Joker Phillips is a wide receiver coach. I'm Joker's wild. And so. a tweeter full. He tweets all the time. Joker. I think that, that might pull him through. All right. Joker Phillips wild. takes down the Miami Hurricanes and uh, acts just like, you know, because we did, you know, beat Florida State and South Carolina or Carolina Clemson in, uh, in games. I've got the Florida fighting Danny Werfels. Uh, 24. 24. 14 over the Miami Willie Williams. There you go. The, Willie Williams. The Gators the Willie are Willie Williams. Williams. Whatever happened to Willie Williams? You know, we should call Tom Jurich and ask him that question. That's right. He might know. All because of the upstanding individuals. Him and uh, Dyer are actually living together. Him and Michael Dyer are living together on campus. They're roommates. They're pals. Actually, and I, and I brought up this point too. Last night, I was actually talking last night with a buddy of mine. Kentucky beats Florida State in a bowl game. We don't really talk about it much. Louisville beats Florida State in a freaking monsoon, a terrible Florida State team, and they act like they won the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, let's get on to the local schools. We have Indiana taking on the Navy midshipmen. Does Navy still run the uh, option? Ooh. That's tough to defend. I'll go with IU, but that's a tough one. I'm going Navy and the fighting David Robinson. Oh, but fighting David Robinson. They're going to bring out the The seven-footer. The Admiral to get them the W. Now, we also got David Robinson's son is playing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yeah, he does play for Notre Dame. You're exactly right. right. Along with Bon Jovi's kid, Tory Hunter's kid. And and, uh, and uh, Chris Cole. We have Stink's kid right here in the bluegrass. Yeah, Mr. Borden. All right. Navy has not played a game yet. Indiana is a 13.0 favorite. Ashley, you want to make a point, uh, uh, pick real quick? Yeah, I guess I'll take Indiana. They looked really good last week, but, I mean, they I didn't really, really play anybody. It, it's going to be a closer game, but, yeah, I'll take Indiana. Indiana's offense is phenomenal, but their defense is terrible. Yes. So it's going to be very – I think it's going to be a close game. we got Carlo Kellum ringing in on this game. I mean, yeah, they put up 73 points last week, and for the truth, you got to go with Indiana. Yeah. I'm picking Indiana. Yeah. Listen, I want to see somehow, some way, I want to see Indiana play Louisville in a bowl game, and I think Indiana beats Louisville. That's where I'm going. Uh, they both had to go undefeated for that day. Uh, well, listen. Very bold. Again, Louisville, let's get on to the Louisville game then. Since Louisville is playing KCD today, uh, or Christian Academy. Otherwise known, otherwise known as Little Sisters of the Poor, I believe. It, 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 I think it's the third best pl- team on Louisville's schedule. They are playing Eastern Kentucky. I mean, St. Vincent DePaul. We need to get back to a – we need to know. First off, let's talk real quick. We only got a couple minutes left. What a hit Louisville took yes last week. Every good team they play got upset. Kentucky got oh, lost. Wait, wait, wait. You say every, every good team. team every, every, I don't know if the best teams team. they've got. It's yes. not really saying Central much. Florida, Central Florida and Cincinnati are the only two teams that pull off victories. South Florida and the Fighting Willie Taggarts lose to freaking oh, like, McNeese yeah, State. The schedule is brutal. They are it brutally brutal. bad. I actually feel bad. Sort of for the car, car fans. Boyle was a 40-point favorite. They cover the spread. I say they cover the spread, yeah. All right. Then we have 
the game of the day, the Fighting Red Hawks, the Fighting, the fighting Wally Zerbiaks <laughs> versus the Kentucky Wildcats. Who we got? I mean, Kentucky. We're going it's Kentucky across the board, Ohio I think, in this place. <laughs> hey, we are all UK fans right here. Kentucky all day long. I'm hoping that they pull it off. They look a lot better. They look a lot more. Well, hopefully, we got a lot of air raid sirens going off. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to go with the Kentucky Wildcats. Max Smith across 350. 17-point favorites for the Wildcats. Max Smith, I think, will go off. I got five touchdowns for Max Smith. J-Mart, I'm going to go say he ties Peyton Manning with seven. All right, we got to take a break. We got one more segment of the show. The Kentucky Heartbeat guys are going to take you home. We are an hour away from kickoff, whether you're a Kentucky fan or a Louisville fan. Let's get ready for some football here in the Bluegrass. We will be right back on the Weekend Sports Buzz. It's the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Well, welcome back to technically the Weekend Sports Buzz, but we're going to fill the segment with all UK talk. We're going to be this is uh, Tyler Smith with Kentucky Heartbeat. Kentucky Heartbeat is taking over. This is our normal slide, 11 to 12. Uh, we're going to be switching that up here starting next week. Um, we'll give you all, all the, the details on, on when we'll be uh, coming back. But I've got uh, Ashley, J-Mart, Aaron, and Hunter with me, the normal crew. We're going to do a little preview of uh, Kentucky, Miami of Ohio, and Jordan. Sorry, Jordan's sitting behind me. He's sitting on the ground, crisscross applesauce. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little UK Miami preview. Fighting Ben Roethlisberger's um, are coming into town. So what what are you, what are y'all's thoughts on this game? Um, looking at last week, last week wasn't very good. We got dominated on both sides of the line of scrimmage, which I thought was. Really, uh, I thought it was going to be our strong suit for this season, and uh, we really didn't uh, play well. So, what do you, what Ashley, what do you think is going to going to happen transpire today? I think the most important thing right now is to show improvement because that was the biggest complaint last year. You know, week to week yeah. it got worse and worse and worse, and um, this year that's got to change. I think the biggest thing they've got to show improvement. Uh, they cannot be dominated on the line of scrimmage by Miami of Ohio. That will be, you know. It was embarrassing enough for them that they got dominated by Western, you know, traditionally not really a powerhouse, you would say, you know, for football or anything. But um, Miami of Ohio, they're weaker competition. You, you've got to have this game. You've got to. Um, everyone's pumped up. Everyone's tailgating out here. It's, you know, it's, it's really early, but the weather is awesome. You know, everyone's cooking. Everyone's out here. It's um, electric. It's, it's a really good atmosphere. Here, finally, after last year, uh, the tailgating scene was a little, little on the downside last year. So I'm excited! I can't wait to see how many people show up to this game because there were more people here at 6:30 in the morning than there were the entire Vanderbilt game last year. So I'm excited. There's electricity in the air. Jmart, what do you see going on? I like us uh, to win big today. I, I'm, I, I saw some positives in the game last week. I saw a lot of bright spots. I saw Raymond Sanders a yard away from the century mark. I saw Ryan Timmons look like an absolute playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate, untimely fumble, but it was a nice play. Um, Davis Blue, I thought he looked sharp. Yeah. Um, and Max Smith, the, the touchdown conversion to DeMarco Robinson, was a gorgeous pass and catch. And I think we can build off that momentum. 
what I was really excited to see, we were talking about uh, Thursday night in our meeting, was we're starting to use the tight ends now. In the Joker era, I think there might have been four passes to the tight ends. We're really going to use them in, down the middle and get uh, – it could be a check down. But we're going to – it's really going to help spread the field out for the, our, our guys out on the, on the edges like DeMarco and, and Javis. That's a great point. But since Jacob Tammy has graduated and gone on to do better and brighter things in the NFL, shout out to Jacob Tammy at, uh, in Denver – along with linebacker U. 12 other UK former grades. Linebacker U at Denver. Um, but Anthony Kendrick, yeah, great game. Yeah. Uh, like you said, getting involved. And if they talk about the wide receivers being thin, if you can dumb it down to tight end and running backs coming out of the backfield, yeah. that gets you a lot of looks. Yeah, I think – Ashley, go ahead. And these running backs can catch the ball. You know, it's Raymond Sanders can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. And that's a big, you know, he can make a play if he catches that ball. I mean, Absolutely. that's a big part of it. I think we're going to see the running backs have a huge game today. Y'all are talking about Max Smith lighting it up. I think Raymond, JoJo, and Jonathan, and uh, Dyshawn are going to tear it up. Miami gave up 304 yards on the ground last week to Marshall. I tell you, somebody else that looked really good last week, and I know he didn't play a whole lot, but JoJo Camp looked awesome. He he, he ran the ball. Hard. He, like, he took the shoulder to the guy yep. and everything. He's gonna he be runs a hard. Tough kid. He's gonna be he's gonna be a great back here, at Kentucky. I mean, that's one one area that I have no problems with this year. No. They, these guys can flat play, and I think you're gonna see. I I would not be shocked if we if we went over 300 yards rushing today. They're gonna simplify the offense and really run the ball down Miami's throat. Hunter? Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, Miami's defense is pretty terrible. They gave up almost <laughs> 600 yards last week to Marshall. Yeah, I mean, 52 points. 591 but, yards. Yeah, I mean, Woo! it's like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's not walking through that door, but nor is any <laughs> defensive player that can save them. Yeah, I'd expect a uh, kind of a performance like against Kent State last year for Kentucky where they kind of took it to a MAC team. Which Kent State was a pretty solid team, actually. As it turned out, they were a really solid MAC team. Miami of Ohio is not that. They are a bad team. I think it's going to be interesting to see does Kentucky uh, really have the big play potential again today because Kentucky ranks number 22 in the nation in yards per play. We are averaging 6.7 yards per play, and Miami is actually giving up more than six yards a play. So does that big playability? And something that I want to touch on that I would love to see, Ashley and I discuss this Thursday night, let's get Jalen a wide receiver. That would be so fun to watch. Curtis Pulley, number two. I don't know how likely that situation is going to be because he, you know, he looked good at, well, he didn't look great at quarterback last week, but in practice and stuff. did say that when Max is in, they want to get both the players out on the field at the same time. And Jalen Whitlow He'd be the biggest receiver. Is that right? I'm close enough. He almost looks He's like what, a six tight foot, end. Six foot, six two, or six yeah. one. I think it would be a great. Just get him out in space. He would look awesome at that position. And that I just think. really I bolsters am, our wide receiver position, too. Hashtag put Jalen Whitlow at wide receiver, not you know play wide receiver for the Joker, but put Jalen at wide receiver. I think that would be so fun to watch. I think I, I would. I hope they don't do that this week. I would love to see them do that against, pull it Louisville. Out against Louisville. Just pull yeah. out the wild card. Just completely and, random. Like, put, putting the quarterback, you know, at, or putting the wide receiver at quarterback, switch it around, put Jalen at wide receiver. Do yeah. the Matt Roark reverse. <laughs> yeah, what about it? What about have Jalen catch a pass behind the line of scrimmage and just let it rip. Just open up. 
this is an air raid. We don't have anything to lose. Like, gun it. Like, can go we, for it. Can we just agree that our screen passes on uh, uh, Saturday night were the worst? <laughs> I, I've never seen so many screen passes get hit behind the line of scrimmage like we did. Our guys are young. They're going to have to learn how to block out on the edge. Yeah, they will. I really, I'm really interested to see. I think, for me, the biggest question mark is our defensive line. Our defensive line was touted all offseason as being huge. Going to be a huge improvement. And that I, I want to see improvement this week. I want to see three, four, five sacks just really getting pressure, tackles for a loss. I want to see them um, have some stamina through the fourth quarter. They look gassed. Yeah. And that's disappointing hearing all summer about Eric Corum's program and, you know, body fat percentages lost. We, that was supposed to be a strong suit, and that's what we were hyping up. Well, I'll take the blame for that last week for hyping that up. Listen, I was on the hype train with you. I thought Kentucky was going to have an advantage this season. I still believe. I still think uh, Kentucky has the advantage in um, their fitness and psych, uh, the, the psychological aspect. I thought that was going to be huge. Because Mark Stoops in one of his, uh, I think, uh, interviews, I want to say a couple weeks ago leading up to the Western game, really discussed how last season when he came in, the team was dejected. They talked about how they really didn't even belong on the field against these SEC competition. And they really had to break that down, break that, uh, break them down mentally, and then build them back up. I really thought that that was going to play a huge, huge part. I, I thought it was really interesting. when For heartbeat. Uh, we're just doing a little pregame preview of uh, Miami of Ohio coming into town. Um, I think we're all in agreement Kentucky's going to have a big day. I think the disagreement is how they're going to do it. Sounds like a couple of us think that through the air is going to be big. I'm on the side of the rushing attack. I think there's no question. This is not the year to, to pull out the full-fledged air raid attack. Um, yeah. The running backs are, are too good compared to the very thin core of wide receivers, I would say. Um, run it. You've got Raymond Sanders, uh, Ray Ray, and you know Jonathan George. <laughs> Ray Ray and JoJo. Ray Ray and JoJo. There you go. Um, they are they're really good. I I think they'll run, run over Miami today. Yeah, I agree. I, I I'm gonna predict a, at least over 250 yards on the ground. I think I think <laughs> he went down a little bit. It was 300. Uh, all right, I'll go 300. <laughs> I'm saying Kentucky has over 300 yards rushing, and uh, um, I think Max Smith just plays. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything spectacular to win this game. I was really impressed with, with Max's mindset last week. He came in, he didn't look nervous. You know, obviously they were already down. He didn't look nervous or, you know, rattled by the, by the situation. Um, I, I really like his mindset. I think he comes in kind of a cold-blooded mentality. Kobe Bryant, we were talking about Kobe Bryant earlier. Scoby Bryant. Scoby Bryant. So you guys know how to pronounce my last name. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a great mindset. I think, I think that's important for the starting quarterback. Hunter? I think for, for Max, I, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be kind of a split game, you know, kind of like Marshall had where they had 300 through the ground and then another 300 basically through the air. <laughs> I, That's I, a lot of yards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we'll put up 600 yards, but Max had a, a great game last year against Kid State. I wouldn't surprise me to see him play a repeat performance, but at the same time, I think you have to assume that the ground game is going to be tremendous today. I mean... I mean, uh, really, with the way we ran the ball last week and the way that they can't defend the run, I think that's going to be huge. J-Mart? H-Breezy, I like the way uh, your breeze is uh, flowing <laughs> right now. Flowing? What's the verb I'm looking for? I have no <laughs> idea. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm with you. I think, 
I think we put up over 600 yards of offense. 627 total yards. That's a random number. Yeah, well, it's going to end up as a random number. But it's going to be over 600. I think we do it. Uh, we do it on the ground, and we do it through the air. We got to go ahead. I think the other big thing I'm looking for, too, is the big plays. Last week against Western, we put up six plays over 20 yards, including basically two 50-yard rushes. Last year against Western, we only had uh, two yard, or two plays over 20 yards. And even though, you know, the air raid was kind of not full-fledged, even the ground game is kind of making up for it and able to create the big plays both through the ground and through the air. So yeah. I, I look for some big plays today. I'm with you, Hunter. And I think, I think we underestimated this, like the power and strength and experience of Western's defense. They're just solid defense, just overall, not just for a Sunbelt team. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like uh, they had a uh, Sunbelt preview, and Western had three of the top ten players, including the top two, Andrew Jackson obviously on defense, as was one of their safeties, I forget it. So, you know, it wasn't like they were underrepresented on defense in that top Downing. ten list of the best ten players in the Sunbelt. So they have some good quality defensive players in Miami. I, I don't think you can say the same. I think it's going to be crucial. I think the play call, I don't, I don't blame the coaching staff, but there were two plays that I really questioned. In the third quarter, we're at the 40-yard line. We are moving on them. It is, what, 24-17. We're down a touchdown. And then we call 39. We have a little halfback sweep out of the shotgun that went for like a loss of a yard. I thought that was that really killed the, the flow of the offense. And uh, um, we also had one where Andrew Jackson just came right through the line and just tore – Jonathan Georgia. That's hard to do because Jonathan's a big boy. Andrew Jackson just ran right through him. That was reminiscent of the clowny hit on Michigan in the bowl game last year that was on number one play on Sports Center for about a year. But um, I think it's going to be crucial um, to also to not get penalties. Ten penalties for 69 yards. And I think we had three straight false starts on one drive. It, I think it was too straight, but two. either way, they had six or seven false starts, which is just inexcusable. I mean, I know it's the first game, but you've had all year to prepare for that kind of situation, and you know from the age of about six, you don't jump the line. Don't get a false start. Don't get six false starts. I think that's inexcusable, and they have got to fix that. So let's talk about, Ashley, you, you said earlier what UK fans want to see is improvement week by week. What does Kentucky do this week to for you to say – they improve. Well, I think a big part of it is naming Max Smith the starter, full-fledged. Like, we're going with Max Smith. That's the way it's going to be. You know, not a bunch of, well, we're going to play two quarterbacks, and then we're going to switch when one's not doing well, and we're going to change it a yeah. little bit. Go with Max Smith from the get-go, and I think that gives him a huge confidence boost, makes him light it up. I, I think he'll have a great game, and, you know, regardless of whether or not, you know, what you do with Jalen, that's the big improvement. Just just having that knowledge that that's your quarterback, you know, to pull the T.O., uh, that's, that's your quarterback. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, I think that's huge. So quarterback play, I'm going to throw in defensive line play. I want that's to see – That's got to be improved. I, you cannot I, get pushed around like that. I want to see them in the backfield. It doesn't have to be every single play, but I Western really pushed our guys back. They I did. Mean, they – they it looked easy. They made it look so easy against guys like Bud Dupree and Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Zadarius Smith is a terrifying man. He oh, is he is a big guy. Other than Clowney, he scares me. Yeah, I mean, it's I was shocked about how much Western pushed them around, and I think I think that probably took them. You know, that was a big confidence took loss them by for surprise. them. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they come back from 